we're really, really happy to announce that um, that we are just signed a an ambassadorship program with Schedulicity. Schedulicity is a scheduling app, and um, they've been kind enough to uh, to help us out this next year. Yeah, they uh, we met them in L.A. when we did the uh, Salon Digital Summit, and they really believed in what we were doing mm-hmm. and how we were doing it, and so they wanted to know how they can partner up with us to. Uh, to even reach more listeners and, exactly. and give what we give. That's that's right. So um, with our uh, with our partnership with uh, Schedulicity, we will be able to reach more hairdressers and we'll be able to bring a lot more content and get to a lot more hair shows. So uh, hopefully, we can see you guys out there in the hair shows when we're there visiting. Yeah, and and they're going to give us a, some business tips uh, throughout the podcast as well. And I'm so excited that you know. We're partnering up with people that believe in the same things we believe in. Yeah, no doubt. That, that, that's pretty exciting. So uh, anyway, Schedulicity, once again, big shout out to you. And uh, thank you for joining your day off. <laughs> Silly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. Nicole sit with my best bud, Tony. What's up, Tony? What's going on, homie? So uh, I'm stoked about today's guest. We, uh, yeah, very much so. She, uh, I mean, she has her hand in a lot of pots, and every pot is, uh, I mean, successful. Uh, fair to say, uh, self-made. Very, yeah, totally self-made. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, we actually, this has been, I guess, a year in the making. We were, uh, we we tried to get together with her about a year ago, but she had other plans. Yeah, she decided she wanted to have a baby. I mean, I don't know what she was thinking. I know, right? I mean, you know. She should, we were young. She should have just, yeah, just, just held it just for another day, just so she can jump on our podcast real quick before the delivery. But I know, right? Or she could have like mothered because we were kind of infants a year ago, so right. she could have kind of mothered our podcast along or something. Yeah, we could have did it in the, uh, in the. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, uh, like, uh, like Christina Kreidel. We, yeah. <laughs> we could have recorded it live for the entire internet. <laughs> That's but. awesome. So, uh, so today our guest is Pretty Little Ombre, Miss Jamie C. Which, by the way, is the greatest name ever. Uh, yeah, Pretty Little Ombre. Uh, it's a fantastic name. What a great brand! It's great, right? Yeah. And uh, she's like the queen of the brand. She's queen of uh, opening companies and stuff. So uh, she's a queen of a lot of things. I know. I, 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 I'm totally excited to hear her story. Uh, what made her? Is the, what makes her tick? I mean, it, she, she she does a lot, uh, and tons, and she's always she's always moving forward, right? And yeah, that, I, I and, love those kind of people. And anybody who has children knows how much time that takes. <laughs> I can't. Even and imagine. then you're able to have time to do all those other things, like mm. fifty companies or something, right? Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> she's yeah. like she's like the Amazon of a uh, of, of our industry, right? Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Let's bring her in, Miss Jamie C. Welcome to your day off. Hello. <laughs> I, I like how you guys referred me to Amazon, first off. Right. <laughs> well, you're just doing so much stuff, man. It's like Amazon oh, started off as a book company, and now they do everything. Oh, man, yeah. I don't know. Amazon's pretty wild, but thanks for I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> You're welcome, man. So, Ms. Jamie, wh yes. where did you grow up? Where did I grow up? Um, I'm from Bristol, Connecticut. It's a smaller town. Actually, Bristol, Connecticut is the home of ESPN. ESPN, dog. Yeah. So I'm not a sports person, so that, eh, you know, but I drive past it <laughs> on my way to work every day. So <laughs> it's like nobody else would know that. I mean. Do you wave and say, thank you for putting us on the map? No. <laughs> but I can, start, I can start doing that for sure. <laughs> Does it increase traffic? Increase? Yeah. Yeah, so Bristol, Connecticut, born and raised. I'm actually going to be moving um, still within Connecticut, but within the next year, my husband and I are building a house in the town over, which is like a little bit more like farmland, a lot of trees, very mm -hmm. quiet. Whereas like Bristol, like we live in like more of like the historical district where like the houses are like basically right on top of each other. Right. Uh, so like you go outside and you get like a minute to yourself and your neighbor's like, hey, hi. I'm like, no, just like, please no. <laughs> so all your family's still in Bristol? Yeah, the majority of my family still lives in Bristol. A lot of them are all in Connecticut still too. And, you know, my sisters live within like five minutes of me. My parents live within five minutes. My in-laws, my sister-in-law. So we're all real close, which is great. Well, you sound like my family. I know, right? It's so cool, right. actually. In-laws every week. We have family dinner on Tuesdays, Tuesday nights. We have all the kids together and have homemade Italian food, and it's awesome. Yeah. Wow. How do you do Tuesday night? Most people, like, I get Sunday night. How do you do Tuesday night? Tuesday night. I mean, so it's interesting how that schedule. happened. So it's my in-laws, and they basically um, wanted to pick a day where it was, like, in the middle of the week where, like, you're, you know, you have the weekend to yourself, and you can hang out with your family, go out with your friends. And Monday is just, like, a shit show, you know? Like, Monday's like, ugh. You know, you're getting back into the week. And then Tuesday, it's like, okay, like, I'm starting to get the swing of things. Let's go hang out with everybody. So I guess that was the idea behind it. I could be totally off base. But that's right. what I assumed the Tuesday was. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We'll go with it, right? That's what yeah. I'm assuming, but it's great, and I love it, and I look forward to it every week, so it's cool. Yeah, anytime you get family time is, is a good time. Yeah, so. for sure. Enjoy it. Yeah, totally enjoy it. Just kind of family time kind of, like, brings everything back, right? Yes. Oh, like, it lets you re-energize and, like, re uh, recommit to what's important, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, I have a huge family, too, and my husband has a very, very small family, so, you know, his family is basically his mom, dad, and his sister. And uh, so, you know, we're just, we keep it all. We try to see each other as often as we can because there's not many of them. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it's good. So, so what were you doing before and how did you discover our industry? Oh, that's a really good question. Okay, so um, I actually knew I wanted to do hair ever since I was probably in middle school. Uh, we actually had this project um, in middle school. It was like a, a like a life book, and you had to like put these collages together of like what you wanted your you know your house to like look like and your family and you know what your job was going to be. And I actually had made a collage of it had like Redken you know, cutouts all over it and scissors and all these things. And I just kind of always was drawn to it. I think because when I was in middle school was the first time I messed up my hair. I was like begging my mom for like, you know, stripy blonde highlights. And, and my mom was like, hell no, you're not doing that. You're like 12 years old. And I begged her and finally she's like, screw it, go have your sister go put, you know, the box highlights in. So I, here I am, end up with, you know, I have brown, dark brown hair naturally, end up with like orange highlights. So I had to have a professional finally fix it. Oh, no. And I remember sitting in her chair for the first time and like, what is this? I never knew it, like that kind of life existed of just like being able to connect with people one-on-one -on -one and 
the fact that she fixed my hair was like, you're a magician. I love you. And then <laughs> ever since then, you know, I would always ask her, like she was my go-to girl. And I would always ask her like, okay, why, why are you doing that? And why are you holding it this way? And I was intrigued by it. So I think that it was like this. Uh, you still friends with her now? No, actually, unfortunately, we're not. She ended up moving somewhere and we lost touch when I graduated from high school. So it was kind of a bummer. So well, did, did you get into hair in high school or? Right out of high school. Yeah. I remember wanting to um, go to cosmetology school and my, my mom, you know, I, God bless her. I mean, I love her. And she, she just had the stigma around hairstylists and she assumed that they were uneducated and it wasn't a real job, which I think a lot of people in this industry, you know, have had loved ones say that to them and uh, it hurts, you know, cause you're like, no, but like, this is what my soul is telling me to do. Right. And uh, so my father on the other hand was pretty open-minded about it. And I ended up um, kind of persisting and, and kind of telling my mom like, no, this is what I, I have to do this. Like, I love this. And I ended up going, and now she's like my number one fan. <laughs> Yay, mom! Yay, mom! That's the Funny best hair huh? in Bristol, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Now, you, you are, were you lying when you said you had redkin all over that collage? No, I actually have a photo of it. I'll have to send it to you guys. I don't have it. Um, I actually probably have it on my phone somewhere. I can probably look it up. Here's what, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Is the day that we release the podcast? Yes, you're gonna put it up. You're gonna put it up as a story, okay, and then what I, we'll I do, yeah. And then what we'll do is we'll have people like, uh, like, like, uh, then snap it and put it on their story too. Oh, I so love that. Yeah. Story going on, so that'll be uh, that'll be that'll be Jamie C's uh, collage or something. Yeah, like, that's cool. Okay, great. It's actually well, in my awesome. memory. I have a memory box, and it's in my memory box, so I'll have to pull it out if I can't find it on my phone. That's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So then, I mean. You know, I was kind of giving you a hard time about Redkin, but then, like, like, how did you find Redkin, or how did Redkin find you? Or, um, so, what was your relationship with them? So, I was actually I, I worked in a commission salon for about eight years, and we were Wella trained. So, that's all I knew was Wella. And then, when I eventually decided to go out on my own, I kind of was like a little kid in a candy store. You know, like, ah, oh my God, there's so many options. Like, I don't have to have just Wella anymore. And so, I'm going into you know all of these, you know these stores and I'm looking at all these colors and I'm like, okay, I don't know what the hell to use. So I ended up just like picking up Redken shades and trying it and falling in love with it. And then, um, organically just as I was promoting my work on social media and I was, you know, shouting them out for being able to use their products, we kind of organically saw each other that way. And honestly, when I became one of their ambassadors, it was, um, it was a pretty amazing thing just because we have the same values. We believe in the same things. Our missions are the same. So it's really, really easy to work with them and they support the artists and I do as well. So it's, it's a great little match made in heaven. That's so cool. Yeah. It's cool. When, when you said you were going on your own, were yeah. you opening your own salon or, no, or I, I, this was, um, oh God, I, this was five years ago. So my daughter was, what was it? maybe five and a half years ago now. Um, my daughter was five months old when I decided to leave my job of eight years as a commission artist. And I hadn't had like a social media platform at that point. And I remember just feeling like I wanted more and I just wasn't feeling fulfilled artistically, creatively, um, emotionally on a spiritual level, like nothing was 
I just kind of feel like we outgrew each other, you know, it was my first salon job and I ended up going out on my own and renting a chair for about three years. And, um, it was one of the scariest things I did, but I saw other people on Instagram, like opening their own places. And I loved how it looked like, I loved how that looked. And I loved that there was more than just what I was used to. And it scared me, but excited me in the same sense, because I think it was a, an outlet for me to really figure out who I was as an artist and as uh, really what I wanted for the rest of my career, I guess. So that's, that's pretty awesome to go do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you're doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yeah. On a high level at, at that, which is uh, pretty you. impressive. Thank you. That is pretty crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and just shows you to, to, you know, even though you're scared, you know, don't be afraid to take that, that leap, right? Yeah. I mean, if you allowed fear to, to hold you back, I mean, we won't, you know, you wouldn't have, you know, salt hair, you wouldn't have, you know, salt society, which those are things we'll get into later, but uh, I can't wait to talk about those, but you know, you wouldn't have all these things that, you know, that you're doing, but at the same time, if you're not scared, don't do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's drives you through not it. scared. There's, there's probably something wrong. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's just like a natural, uh, you know, a natural uh, emotion or feeling that comes out when you're about to do something new. I mean, there's always the fear of like, you know, what if I don't do well? What if I don't make money? What if, um, you know, my husband was working two jobs. I had $4 to my name when I went out on my own. My dad had to pay for my, you know, my dad had to pay for my tools and my first month's rent. And I had a five month old baby. Like, I mean, the thing is, is like, if you don't do it, you know, you, I always say like they, you know, people would go, you know, what if I, what if I fail? What if I do this? And I'm like, well, what if it's the best decision you ever make? You know, you'll never know if you don't go do it, but have a plan at least, you know, don't go in right. blind. Yeah. You know, right. Try to make a plan and, and organize before you go out on your own and, and do that because it's a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. It's ton, it's, it's tons of work. And, and, you know, like I know people say, you know, salon owners make money and stuff, but that shit ain't unearned, <laughs> you know. I mean, you gotta work really hard. You have to work. You're working really hard to make to make any money, you know. Mm -hmm. And and you just don't make that much money in a salon anyway. So any money that you are working, though, you're you're, you're working four times the amount for mm -hmm. for. for or peanuts yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think too, I think the biggest misconception is like when people go out on their own, they see it as this, oh man, I don't have to work for anybody. I'm my own boss. Like I, you know, I don't have to say anything to anybody. Like I can make my own hours. I can leave when I want. I can take vacation when I want. I was like, well, you're also doing all of the inventory, all of your own taxes, all of your own booking, all of the correspondence when you're trying to spend time with your family, you know? So it's, it's all these things that it's a learning process of how to organize your time and how to, you know, make your time more valuable because at the end of the day, you are doing it all the laundry you're doing. I mean, you are everything. So Jamie's um, church preach. <laughs> people don't, I don't think people understand the, um, the enormity of what they take on when they go to be in, you know, to go out on their own. But, it's amazing. When you say go out on your own, I mean that—that's both as an independent hairdresser as well as like opening a salon. I mean, oh for I, sure, I, we're independent, and and I know how much work that I put into to just the independent side of it. I can't imagine also having like a large staff. That's yeah, that's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I think sometimes it's 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 odd because you know when you're when you're doing it and you're you're growing and you're doing all these things, you don't really realize what you've done until you stop and look at it all. And there's these moments of like I I think 
it actually just happened maybe like two weeks ago. I kind of just like sat in the salon and was watching everything happen. And I just started to cry because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what the hell happened? Like, how did I, how did I get, like, who are these people? <laughs> how is right. this happening? And, and I just, I had this moment of like, just so much gratitude. Um, and it's, it's very, very overwhelming. But when you're going in it like day to day, you're just in it and you're in the hustle and you're moving forward and you're, you're working with your team and you're building relationships and you're, you know, creating content and filming and doing all these things. And then the next day just goes into the next day and the next day. Right. Um, I, I, I guess where I can relate to that and Tony and I talked about it was that um, I had that, that same exact experience at premiere this year. Yeah. Like, kind of sat back and like last year, like 2018 when we went to premiere, you know, nobody knew of the podcast. Nobody even knew. Um, premiere of 2018 was kind of like when we came out in a sense. You know, it's when we, it's when we told the hair world that, hey, we have this podcast. And yeah. as silly as we are, we have this podcast, you know. And if it, we were scared, does anybody care? Does any, you know, all that kind of stuff went into 2018. Yeah, sure. Then this past year in 2019, we were there and, you know, we, we, we we went to some really great parties and, 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 and our, we had a lot of friends that we had met through the podcast yeah. there. And, you know, th there were moments the entire weekend where, you know, I, I just kind of like watched what was happening. And it was just like this amazing kind of what you were saying, like, like, how did this happen? You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and my question is, because, you know, I always live in a little bit of insecurity anyways, is why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Right? Why is this happening to us? And, and, and why do we get to hang out with the likes of like Jamie and, and, and of course, our, just, our mutual friend, Olivia. Just humans. Yeah. Like, that's it. We're I know. Just people yeah. just, just yeah. hanging out. Like, that's we're just trying to better, <clears throat> I think, you know, uh, yeah, we're just trying to, to, to better the industry, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not about you and I. It's about Jamie's. It's about the Presley's. It's about the Olivia's, right? It's about the, the, the people that, that we're bringing on to tell their stories so they can impact other hairdressers, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and be better people right exactly. and, and, and i mean and, yeah, again and to that point like you know the jamie's told you about the hustle you know what i mean it's, it's not the word hustle it's like here's here's how we define hustle you know and and, mm -hmm. and, and that 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 to be whatever path you're on that path includes that hustle and that insecurity and that like that that fear and, and all that like mm -hmm. that's the path and what's great though is that the people that that have kind of a like-minded uh, thought process of you and I are the ones that we're really creating these great connections with because they are trying to better the industry as well. For sure. Preach it. Preach it. So we're, we've been big fans of yours uh, for a while. Oh, you know, you. so we, we, we truly, truly appreciate what you're doing for the industry in the industry. Thank you. Let's get into that. Let's, 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 let's talk about, uh, let's talk about salt. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about it. You were an independent hairdresser for three years, and then you decided to open up Salt Hair? Yeah, so um, I remember because I, I worked for uh, two other – so I worked for that other salon that was for eight years, and that was a family-owned business. And it was, you know, 13 hairstylists, and they owned a hair school and all this stuff. And I go, I will never do that, ever. I saw how much work it was and I was like, F that I want to go home and I want to go out to dinner with my husband. I want to go on vacation and I want to relax. I don't want to have to do the stress. Like it was very visible that they were going through a lot. So, um, when I went out on my own, I, I had this moment of like, Oh, okay. I, 
I get this. It's a lot of work. Okay. This is a lot. And I made a lot of mistakes. And, um, I realized once I became aware of why I went out on my own, I think I just wanted more, but I really was so protective over the customer experience and nobody was doing it the way that I wanted it to be done. So I wanted people to feel a certain something, you know? And then I re I remember um, at a certain point saying to my husband, like, I want to open a salon. And he was like, Shame. No, we can't. No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We have a young kid. We're not doing it. And he actually wanted to have another kid at that time. I did not want to. Um, and I just was like, no, like I need to do this. And he was like, no, I don't think we should. <laughs> so it was like this constant battle of like, no, no, no. And I felt super selfish because I was like, I don't want that. So I remember for like maybe a year, like, um, you know, I was like, all right, fine. We'll try to have a kid. I won't open a salon. And then it just nothing happened. So I was like, and then some shit went down with the salon I was working at. And I was like, all right, well, I guess we're going to open a salon. <laughs> so I ended up leaving that place. Um, and I rented a Sola suite for about six months while we looked for spaces. And it was this crazy universal um I, I just, I can't even explain how we ended up finding this place. It was just wild. So, but we did. serendipitous. It just all kind of came together. It, when I look back at it, I was like, wow, there is something that is guiding us all. And we, if we sit back and we just look at how the pieces start to fit together, you're like, oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> like, it's just wild. And I'm just so grateful and excited that we get to have the space. So. That's so cool. Um, back up, kind of tell us what what uh, you brought up customer experience, like like from Jamie C's eyes. Like, what, what's a what would a client expect when they uh, when they come to your uh, to your salon? So I know that when I originally was in the creation mode of the space, I wanted it to feel more like you're walking into someone's home and not like. Uh, the salons that I had walked into in the past. So they were very dark, you know, you felt judged, you felt the sense of just like, it was just cold, you know, not all the spaces like that exist, but the spaces at least that I had either worked in or had been a client of. And I wanted it to be the opposite. I wanted people to feel appreciated the second they walked in. So we have um, a specific kind of person that greets you. You know, we, we want someone with a bright, shining smile and someone that you know, immediately makes you feel welcomed and kind of guides you in the second, second you walk in, you know, they greet you, they call you by your name, they make you feel important, they get you something to drink, they make you, you know, can we offer you lunch? And can we you know, here's the bathroom. Can I get you anything to drink? And then, you know, if someone's running behind, they're well aware of it. Can I get you mm -hmm. in the meantime? And it just, it starts with them and it ends with those people too. And in between the times of where, you know, the stylists are, you know, taking their break, you know, our administrative staff like walks up to them while they're under the dryer and it's like, Hey, like, how are you doing? Is the, is, are you comfortable? Is there anything I can get you? And it's just, we just want to cater to people. You know, it's like, this is the time, like a, the majority of people are like, getting away from their, you know, their crazy kids and they've had a stressful week and they want to have a mimosa and unwind, you know? I love that. Yeah. I, you know, I kind of felt relaxed when she was saying it. Yeah. No, I don't want <laughs> <laughs> a mimosa in my hand like this. I don't want any hair services done. I just want to hang out, man. You can. Yeah. Just come to Connecticut and hang out with us here. That's fine. That's so cool. Yeah. It's great. And what's the name of your salon? What was that? What's the name of your salon? Salt Hair. Dude, how'd you come up with that name? Uh, so 
I have a really large love for the ocean. And I remember when I wanted to name the salon, I never wanted to name it after me because I wanted it to be something bigger than me. I didn't want it just to be my name, you know? Um, and I wanted something based off of a feeling. So I kind of imagined myself at the ocean and what was it about the ocean that I loved so much? And I said, you know, it's like the, the salt on your skin and in your hair. And it's like how your skin feels. I'm like, it just feels, I feel a certain something, you know, when I'm there. And I was like, it's like the salt. And I was like, salt, salt. And my mom's like, you're not naming your salon salt. <laughs> no, I am naming it. She's like, uh, like salt and pepper. I was like, yeah, like salt, like S-A-L-T. <laughs> She's like, Amy, come on. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's like, I don't want it to be something expected. So. I love that, that name. I got to tell you, I, did you, did you do your research? Were there any other there salt salons? Actually, once I, of, of course, you're set right. a name. You're like, that's good. That's what it's like, you know, based off a of feeling I'm good. I'm good to go. And then all of a sudden you're like, shit, there's one in like, the, <laughs> like, oh, there's actually more of them out there. So, but. Are you the only one in Connecticut? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, right? There's other right. salts in Connecticut, but they're like different um, companies. They're not hair companies. I think there's a company, isn't there like a company around us that's called Salt? But they did, but it's literally salts, right? Yeah, well, it's the Salt Cave. Oh, okay, oh, salt, salt Cave. cave yeah. Funny yeah, story about salt is that we're in this like um, this old factory building, and so there's like big, you know, big windows and all that stuff. So next door, um, there was a, a company that a marketing company that was kind of be moving in, and they're called Pepperland. So we're Salt and Pepperland, right next to. No way! Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is so cool. <laughs> that awesome. That's yeah. the coolest thing. Yeah, ever, now we work man. together too. So they're our marketing company. <laughs> no, you can't yeah. plan it any better than that. I know. Salt Pepperland. I love it. I love it, man. I kind of want to see a picture of your name side by side too. <laughs> Salt and Pepperland. Salt and Pepperland. Yeah. It's cool. That is really cool. And then, so, um, what, I guess about, what, about 10 months ago or so, did you open a school there? Yes. So Salt Society, it, it's interesting how that works when I, we're in like a, oh, how do I explain it? So it's like, we're in a courtyard kind of area. So there's like multiple businesses around us. So when you go into the courtyard, there was a space that was like, you walk over like maybe like 20 feet and there's a door and you walk in and there was like a bead shop and they were like, do you know, they make bead necklaces, they have bead workshops and they have crystals and bags and all that stuff. And I remember walking in when we opened salt and I was like, Oh, this place is so cute. And I remember loving it because they had windows on windows and I'm like natural light, give it to me. I want it all. And mm -hmm. then they ended up like saying that they were going to close. And I was like, Nick, which is my husband. Um, <laughs> do you think that we could grab that space? And he's like, no, <laughs> we did. <laughs> I won that one. <laughs> I kind of think when Jamie, you went all of them. I feel like I proved my point. <laughs> like, I'm going to work really hard. I promise I'll make it worth it. Hey, we're both married and we know they win. All <laughs> they win all the time. time. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the old adage? Happy wife, happy, happy life. life. That's, that's right. <laughs> Nick's got the happiest life ever. <laughs> what a good, how did you meet Nick? Um, I actually, okay, so funny story. I was just telling the story to my daughter, who's five, and I was telling her in the, um, in the car yesterday. We were on our way to a family picnic, and she has her first crush. And I was, you know, she's five years old, which is crazy. But I was telling her how I met her 
you know, her daddy. And I was saying, oh, I met him in gym class, which I did. I was like 14 years old, I think. And I, I used just this cute kid in my gym class and I had a crush on him. And uh, then we dated for a couple months. I broke up with him because he was too shy. And then um, we met like seven-ish years later at a Memorial Day party at my parents' house because my sister was dating his best friend. So small world. Small I know, world. Right? He rolled up with a whole bunch of friends and I was like, oh, he grew up and he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked up to him and I was like, hi, Nick. He's like, hi, Jamie. I was like, oh, he's still shy. Oh, yeah. is he still shy? He's shy when he first meets you, but then he doesn't stop talking. So. Right. Yeah, just reserved. He's great. Like, great. like your five-year-old, right? Isn't yeah. she kind of shy? Yeah. She's very kinda She's weird. very much like him. Very much. So that means that the second one is like more me. like you? <laughs> <laughs> is she crazy? She's crazy. I mean, I'm not crazy, but she's wild. Like, she's just, she just wants what she wants, you know? I guess that is well. That, 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 that's <laughs> the whole that topic not. of this conversation today, Jamie. <laughs> you got exactly what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't tread lightly. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far you've gotten everything you wanted. Yeah. Salon, uh, this this new this new spot for for the your name, education, the, the name. school, the name, right? Yeah, it's been good. It's I feel very very fortunate. I've been able to meet some incredible people along the way, and just. Sometimes I don't understand like how I got so lucky to be around these people all day long. Like I just, I, man, I mean, I tell them obnoxiously. Like I am just, I think I'm so thankful for you. Oh, <laughs> I just love awesome. them. They're so great. So cool that you're committed to that too, that you're committed to let, um, let the people in your, in your circle know how much that they mean to yeah. you. Cause I think a lot of times we, we think that, but it, it's hard to actually like cross your lips for some reason, yeah. you know? So it's it's a that mouth probably too often. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> the we, get it, Jamie, we get it, Jamie. We get it. <sighs> so, <laughs> society. Um, uh, you said ten months ago, you you guys opened it's the been about, I think it's almost. It's just I think a year actually. Just about a year. It's been open. How old is your youngest? Uh, she's a year. <laughs> 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 I actually yeah. was. Yeah, it was while we were building it. I was pregnant. So. So so Nick got his second. Yeah, it was it was wild. It was a lot. That's what I was saying earlier when we opened this thing up with her hands and all these pots, right? I mean, yeah. here you are, you're having your second child. You're opening up your school, or your educational, uh, you know, building. You have, uh, of course, your salon. I mean, that's that's. I mean, my hat's off to you, literally. Oh, thank that, you. Uh, no, no rest for the motivator, right? No, no. <laughs> so, so, so you have Salt Society. Yes. Obviously, educate. You believe in how in education, right? Yes. So, how were you educating yourself all this time when you were on your own? You know, it, that's a that's a really good question. I feel like a lot of it was intuitive. Like, I feel like once I was faced with these certain obstacles, I was able to figure them out intuitively, but surprisingly enough, like I, when I opened my, when I opened salt, I had um, my business manager, Ashley, and she has a business degree. And then we hired 
um, many more people after that. And they all brought so much to the table and they all excelled in one thing, not just hair, but especially my administrative team. I've learned so much from my management team and they are incredible. Like our marketing manager, Sarah is just brilliant when it comes to social media. And, um, we just hired, um, Liz, who is our uh, director of travel education and she's brilliant. And just the way that, um, I was able to learn was actually through the people that I hired. It was amazing. When all these minds come together, it's just, I'm just constantly learning, you know? So. so James, how did that, I mean, how did that call come about? I mean, there's lots of salons out there. There's lots of schools up there, out there. Like at what point did you, did you realize, not only did you realize, but how did you kind of put together a team? It just seems like a, it seems like a next level step. <laughs> it's actually interesting. They were, the majority of them were clients of mine. So I feel like I recruited people (laughs) that was doing their hair. Uh, Yeah. Ashley was my client. Liz was a client of mine and, um, and Sarah was a client of mine. And, and those three girls um, were, you know, they believed in me and they believed in something bigger than, than what I was just, I said, you know, I'm going to be doing this. And they're like, I believe in it. I want to work for you. And, okay. and mind you, this is this, you know, they weren't in it for anything else, but just to be part of something bigger than themselves. And it wasn't like I went out looking for it, it organically happened. And I feel like that's when like the universe is like, hey, this is a person that is going to be a quintessential part of growth. And it felt right every single time when there's somebody that doesn't feel right. I feel it in my gut in, I mean, it's instant. I'll just know. Um, I have a very good scanner for people, I feel like, <laughs> you know, and I, and I, it, it, the kind of person that I'm always looking for, they all carry the same values and the same core belief and the same mission. So it's, it's very evident when I, when I stumble upon them and we create this kind of like amazing relationship together. And then it just kind of helps the business grow into the next phase of where it's supposed to be. Are these, um, are, is your team, are they, are, do they work for Salt or, or have you hired them all out as consultants and stuff? Like, So everyone at Salt is an employee. So it's a commission-based salon. Um, I, mean, I mean, include Sarah, Liz. And, yeah, they, uh, they actually, well, legally, they're two separate companies. So they work for Salt Society. And then we have a group of employees that work for Salt Hair. So we have um, a salon manager, Nicole. We have guest specialist, Nick. And then we have our, all of our stylists as well. Got it. Yeah. How, how did like, like just with this idea, like how, how do you commit to like even being able to pay them and stuff? Like, like, so, like I'm interested in that. Like, like if you're building a team outside and it's not like, you know, your hairdressers are bringing in money, mm-hmm. you know, but then like with, with, I mean, I hate to call these people support, but they are the support yes. of the other business. Yes. Like how, like, like, like how are you making that, that, that financial commitment and how do you know when to do it and how to do it and all that stuff? So, and I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. And this was a situation where um, when a part of the company was about to grow and if I didn't have the person, you know, kind of lined up, that part couldn't grow. Like I, I can only delegate so much and I can only do so much. So I know when there's a certain part of the company that needs to grow, it needs to have the financial backing to it. So let's just say if we're going to be doing travel education, we need to be able to have the person to manage that whole department, but that also needs to have adequate um, financial backing and know that the income is going to have to happen. And a lot of them is it's a financial risk 
you know, anytime you're investing in a business, investing in a certain department that's going to launch, you know, you kind of just create the, the, the structure and the flow of what it's going to be. And then you hire the person that's going to manage it. And then the income comes in. But before doing all of that, you have to at least have enough financial backing to know um, the, the company is not going to be in the red when you hire somebody and you're paying them a salary and right. you actually haven't launched that department yet. So it's a lot of planning and a lot of saving and being smart with where the money is going within the company. Totally makes making sense. I think that was... I mean, it, oh, total sense. It, it totally makes sense by words, but you know, when you actually kind of sit down and you go like, well, but how'd you kind of do it? I mean, how'd you grow from like being an independent hairdresser to here we are three years later, it's three years, right? Five. The math five years. <laughs> so here we are five years later and now, you know, now it's like two or three different companies running. It's just, it's very interesting to me and very yeah. like, very impressive more than anything. Thank you. Um, I just, I just kind of like NASCAR. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, that's super fast. Right. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting because I feel like um, I was just saying this to somebody. I was like, I feel like it's happened really slowly in my mind, but around me, everything is happening at hyperspeed. Um, right. But I don't actually think that any of this would be happening if it weren't for the people that I've hired. I mean, these people hustle really hard. I mean, and it's not just my my team that's working. I mean, it's like my my marketing team, my man, like my management team, and the you know the social media people. They get the vision. They get where what we believe in and who we need to be reaching out to. And they're very selective. And it's um like I said, it, it's taken five years to do it, but it also has been just trying to make the smartest decisions moving forward. You know, and and trying not to rush it things happen. I feel like when they're supposed to happen. And you're still working behind the chair. No, no, I actually, I, I, I stepped away from being actively behind the chair. Um, a year ago when I got pregnant with Lily and I knew that if I was going to grow salt society and kind of help delegate and be a leader in the company for salt hair and salt society, I needed to sacrifice that. It was a lot of guilt though. Oh my God. So much guilt. And a lot of income, right? I'm sure you're bringing in a lot of income. I as well. feel like um, I was, I was, I started to, I was slowly backing away because I started educating more. I started working for um, other companies and doing things with, um, you know, different people. And I, I remember when I started to slowly move back, I needed to make sure that I was gaining the income from somewhere else. So it was, it wasn't like I just stopped and then missed all of that. Like I needed to, you know, supplement as I was moving along to make sure that, you know, nothing suffered while I made that decision. Cause it's not just your income you have to think about. It's also the income that you're bringing into the, uh, into the walls. So Correct. Speak, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that, I mean that, that decision can be scary by itself. Right. So, you know, you're all this time you're used to your income coming in from one place, right? Mm -hmm. So now you're like, okay, I'm going to trade this for, mm -hmm. for this. And you know what it's, yeah, it could be, uh, you know, that's another um, daunting task. Yeah. yeah, It was a lot of planning way in advance though. Like I knew uh, at some point it was going to be a possibility that I wouldn't be able to actively take clients anymore. I do content creation and still work with a few people, but it's, um, it's much more like, uh, you know, coming up with the content for, blog posts for the marketing team to, you know, to make and, um, content creation and, you know, paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Educating. Like we're still, we're on our last stop of our 2019 tour, which is in New York and happening in a week and a half. So that'll be like one more thing off the plate, which is nice. Um, 
Isn't it funny when you get those things like I, I know like the, the events that we've done and stuff, we, there's so much planning and there's so much like going into it, but literally a week before you're ready for it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, no, what, honestly, it's, it's been such a whirlwind and we've learned so much with, with creating. It was basically like we had seven stops and they were in larger venues and we had, you know, freight shipments and it was basically planning seven weddings. That's basically what it was for my entire yeah. team. And wow. it was crazy crazy. Mm. Uh, That's pretty cool though. Yeah. And I think we have a a better idea of what we want to do for, for next year. We're in the, you know, in the process of planning that whole thing. And um, yeah, we, we learned a lot. It was a, it was crazy. It was crazy. So how, so, I mean, I know that you're like, you know, you're teaching your classes, but what are you, I guess where I'm trying to go with this is like, whatever's next in our industry, how are you educating yourself for what's next? So you can, so you can um, share that. I feel like for me right now, my sole focus is salon ownership, um, building a business, branding, um, team leadership. I actually, mm-hmm. um, for about two months, I had a business coach and her name was Mary Reidman, and I loved her. She was great. She helps me with my organization and time management and being able to be more of a, a stronger leader, an active leader. And I've been able to kind of hone in on that and help people create um, kind of the business of their dreams, which is nice because mm-hmm. I've been through it all. Like I have learned so much from not knowing what the hell I was doing to now knowing what I'm doing. And I mm-hmm. feel like, um, I guess it's been everything that I've learned along the way was kind of by accident, but which is great because now I know like what to do and what not to do. <laughs> so I've been able to, you know, kind of hone in on, on my own personal experiences and, you know, what I've learned from, um, from Mary Rodman and she's been able to kind of help me along that path. And, um, I think we need to hire Jamie as our business manager. Right. <laughs> sure, she wants something else on her. Am plate. I hired? Right. <laughs> this is my interview. <laughs> you passed. Did I get the job? <laughs> uh, organization, organization, organization. Right. Oh man, and that is something. To be quite honest, guys, that is not something that I was born with. I mean, you should have seen my. I mean, you should still see my closet. It is horrific. Um, but in my business, I have to like every day I make a to-do list. I set a time frame for everything. You know, I'm delegating, doing team meetings, you know, it's just, otherwise your brain cannot physically remember anything. So it's the only way that I can make priority lists and like stick to everything is making a to-do list. So. You get together with all, all your team leaders yes. uh, on a weekly or monthly basis. Yeah. We meet every Friday at 9 15 AM. everybody together yeah well because there's so much shifting in both companies all the time that to keep everyone on board and feeling like they're a part of it that they um, have a voice is making sure that they are hearing what's happening the projected plans of what's happening within the next year and kind of the steps along the way so they feel like they're not left in the dark because at the end of the day if you want your team to be um, have a unified vision, they all have to know the vision and they all have to be having an active voice in it. So I think that's been the most helpful is being able to get everyone on the same page every week. Now those meetings, are they, um, I mean, you know, I'll just go back to the million salon meetings that I've been at. Are they, are they, 
do they end up being like real negative and like this is this or or is it just very like forward thinking and like this is what we have to accomplish this week so it's a lot of celebrating i think i'm not a negative i just it's not naturally in my dna to be a negative human i just i'm an extreme optimist so um by fault actually it's kind of bad (laughs) (laughs) i'm always a glass half full kind of gal so um, in the meetings, it's usually if somebody has met their six month goal or has done something incredible in the salon, like I kind of open it up to the, to the team to celebrate and to, you know, give honors where it's due. And then, you know, the progress that we've made in certain, you know, projects that we're launching or, um, maybe new people that are going to be, you know, added to the team, you know, cause there's, um, Right now, we just had our last uh, hire, Crystal. So we were we had a whole training process with her and getting her part of the team and getting to know her. And then we have another girl, um, Lindsay, who's going to be starting at the end of August. So we're like in the very beginning stages of introducing her and getting people to connect with her before she actually starts to work here. Oh, wow. Yeah. How do you do that? So we have all of them if on their own time if they want to. I give them her social handle and then they can reach out to her privately and welcome her and they can kind of create their own relationship between the two of them. Um, so it doesn't feel like, Hey, here you go. Here's this new person that's starting and you have to make a relationship with them because the good thing is, is like, I am very particular about hiring and I hire very slowly and I'm very, um, specific about the energy that I interject in the space. This is a space where people spend more time here than they do with their own families. So I am very, very protective of the people that come in here and the people that already work here and making sure that they're going to connect and feel safe and that the energy is kind of lining up. But how do you vet that? I mean, it's, it seems like it'd be so incredibly hard because I mean, you can't do it in an interview because interview is always like their best face. Mm -hmm. Even like, even if you were to like follow their social media or if you were to watch that, I mean, yeah. that's still like their best face. Like, how yeah. do you know that when they come in that they're not going to be a nightmare? So, and if they are, it's a very good question. Uh, we have a pretty intensive interview process. We, um, I usually can find them on social and I kind of get an idea for their style. I get a, an idea for, and I can know right away if it's somebody that's going to work or not. I can just tell by... I, I, I'm an intuitive person, so I can, I'm an empath and intuitive. So I kind of know energy breathes very easily for me. So I meet somebody and I can know automatically. I'm like, uh-uh. nope, not going to happen. <laughs> um, so what we do is we, we reach out to them. And if they're receptive to the idea of, of an interview, uh, then we send them over, we introduce them to Nicole, who's our salon manager, and then we send them over pre-interview questions. And so we get to know them based off of how they write, um, their personality, how they answer the questions. And that's a pretty good telling sign just based off of the pre-interview questions. Mm-hmm. And then we meet them once and we have like a whole slew of like of interview questions that are like, you know, just like, what do you do in your spare time? Like, what do you do outside of the salon? Like, what do you do for fun? And, you know, we go through that. And then if we feel good, we meet again. And then if I need a third interview, I'll do a third interview. And then we do a week of training and then they have a probation period of 90 days. 
What's the what's the training consist of? I mean, these are hairdressers that are coming in. What yeah. are you training on? Just culture well, and stuff? Well, we train them on the core of our business and what we believe in. And we train them on how things run from start to finish and how people work. And kind of just like, even just like the day-to-day stuff, like when you clock in, this is how you do it. This is where the machine right. is, like this, those kinds of things. But I also am very respectful of how people learn because there's some people who are visual learners, there's tactile learners, like there's people who need a little bit of both. Um, and some people need longer, like, and like, I would say a week is usually what we start with, but if it, they need longer, I respect that. And then I take the time to kind of invest in them and do a little bit longer, but we go through, um, consultation, communication. We go through, um, how to connect, how to empathize, how to create solutions. We go through how to talk about money and not be insecure about that and how to feel more confident in that. Um, we talk about, um, uh, you know, if there's a situation that needs to be handled with management, how to go through that process. And then also we go through a lot of just how they work, how they, um, making sure that they're clean, but they, you know, <laughs> after themselves, like daily tasks. Right. Uh, and then we do a lot of hands-on, you know, I teach them how, how we paint, how we do color, how we cut, how we blow dry. And then I watch how they do it. And then I kind of, you know, make adjustments if need be, or makes, you know, suggestions on how they could be more effective or time-saving tips. That kind of thing. Dude, this is so like awesome. Like it's just, it's, it's so complete, right? It's like, I think it's the most complete that I've heard in like a hiring process or even, um, She's just so freaking organized. <laughs> Thank you, Mary Reidman. <laughs> Shout out to Mary. <laughs> oh, Mary. Um, that's awesome. So, James, so what's, uh, like, I know, like, you have a class coming up with Olivia. What other, uh, let's talk about that a little bit, and then um, and then any other classes that you guys have coming up? Oh, we out? have a lot of them. So, we have uh, Jacob. I don't know if you know Jacob. Jacob is from Atlanta, actually. Jacob Kahn. Yeah, Jacob Kahn. He's coming. Yeah, yeah, we just had him on the podcast. Yeah, well, he's coming. He's, he's uh, teaching with Pink That Main, who's our um, color theory specialist, and they're doing a cutting and coloring class together. And then Olivia and I are doing a coloring class together, and she's also teaching um, social media. And then we have um, Main Ivy is coming. When is uh when when's yours and Olivia's class? Uh, I think it's August. Let me pull it up. August twelfth, I believe it is. Uh, and then what's um? <laughs> Hold on. How do, you get inf- how do you get information about that, Jane? Uh, you can go to saltsocietyeducation.com, and okay. all of the classes are there under master classes, in person education, find a location, master classes, and then we have all of them there. Uh, we actually have one of them happening right now. Colored by Caitlin is actually at Salt Society over there with Paint That Main, and they are uh, teaching together. And then we have the social media class with Olivia and I. That one is August 12th. I was right. Look at that. Boom. Good job. Look at that. And then I will be teaching with Sarah May, level 10, on August 19th. That class is sold out. What, what class? What, what's that? What's level 10? Uh, Sarah, is that a class? Sarah May, uh, she does a lot of the bright, bright blonde blonding. She's incredible. Oh, my God. Um, so I'm going to be doing a class with her, Sarah May, level 10. And uh, Jacob Kahn, Paint That Main, and Main Ivy and myself, and uh, – Daniel Mora, 
Daniel M. Bailey. That's awesome. Do, do you um do you normally bring in guests or do you? Uh, do no, you we actually them? just round. We are um, we just did this like whole uh, collection of master classes. Um, I just felt like I wanted to collaborate with some people and collaborate and bring other people in. Uh, normally, we have like we do smaller um, like balayage or coloring workshops, and they're very exclusive. And we do only 10 people hands-on uh, just for like optimal learning. You know, we want people to really feel like their investment is worthwhile and that they're learning as much as they can. But um, we have some really, really exciting stuff happening. Uh, you'll see August 5th. I don't know when this podcast is launching, but August 5th, <laughs> I don't know big either, news coming out of Salt Society. Before August 5th. <laughs> yeah, August 5th. Very exciting stuff happening. So stay tuned for that for education. That's amazing. And then I guess people can follow you uh, on Instagram at little pretty ombre. Pretty little ombre. Pretty little ombre. Um, yeah. yeah. A little, little dyslexic. That's okay. <laughs> I am too. Don't worry about that. That's fine. Yeah. Pretty little ombre. Um, I mean, speak of branding. That's a great name too, right? Oh my pretty God. little ombre. Yeah. I mean, how many followers do you have now? Like 400,000? Something, Something like that. Something like yeah. that. Like, she doesn't like to talk about it. Look how embarrassed right. she gets. Yeah. When talk about it. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you know, the thing is, is I, I have a really hard time with like, you know, you know, I've met people who are, you know, they think of me differently because I have followers and I'm like, it's just more eyeballs on my business. Like it's, I'm just mm -hmm. a person, you know, and I, I, it's, uh, well, you're doing things right. And people are, are, are drawn, drawn to you because you are doing things right. I mean, your work is right. Your, your salon's right. Your education's right. So, um, you know, anything else, everything's all right. Anything else, uh, you want to throw out there? That we're oh, missing? I don't know. This was a lot of fun though. Thanks for picking my brain. Yeah. I, you know, you guys actually picked my brain on things that I don't normally talk about. So that was really exciting for me. So thank you. I liked that. Well, awesome, man. Thanks. We definitely want to have you back on. Uh, we have some some things up our sleeve uh, about social <laughs> media, so we definitely want to have you back on, and uh, we really, really, truly appreciate you know you joining us today. Yeah, amazing. Thank you very much, Miss Jamie C. Pretty little ombre. Thank you very much for joining us on Thank your you. day off. Thanks. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> Yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease.